baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Now, it's time for Mark and Kitchen. Call the show at 401-737-1287. Southern New England Sports Original. 137 All right, back here on the Martin Kitchen Show, 401-777-1037 is the phone number. I asked the question before the break, Kitch, what is the biggest problem facing the Patriots right now? And I'm going to give you my answer. Yes. There are different, I think it's a different question, obviously, if you ask what is the biggest mistake that the Patriots have made versus what is the biggest problem facing the Patriots right now. And I think if you boil it down, the biggest problem facing the Patriots right now is the talent and Bill Belichick, the GM. Yes. That's the biggest problem. I think that component of Bill Belichick's career slash legacy ultimately has led to this problem now, and that is what is the biggest detriment to the productivity of the Patriots right now. They don't have the talent, and when they had Tom Brady, Bill was able to get by with a lack of talent. He was able to make mistakes in the talent evaluation process that Brady could cover up and sometimes easily cover up. Those flaws, those warts are all exposed now. And not only that, I think it is, I think it's gotten to a point where not only can you not support the quarterback to winning playoff games, to getting to where you used to be, but it's so bad, you aren't even close to being good. And now we're talking about them having a top five draft pick. It's gotten that bad. I think if you want to talk about the coaching staff or ruining the quarterback or, you know, the, the game is passed Bill by, you can put all those things on the table. That's fine. But I think ultimately he was able to get by with some of the mistakes with Tom Brady because any good quarterback, any great quarterback can cover up those mistakes. Now those issues and, and the lack of attention to detail in certain areas or the stubbornness in certain areas or just an inability to get the talent in-house is really coming back to bite Bill Belichick and the Patriots. I think overall that is the biggest issue right now with this team. I, I agree, and I'm glad you said that it was Bill Belichick um, because that's the right answer. And I know a lot of people would say Mac Jones. Um, he would be number two. He's the number two biggest problem with this team right now. But the number one biggest problem is Bill Belichick and the way he's managed not only the roster, his coaching staff over the last couple of years. Um and it's not just the offensive coordinator position. It's not elevating certain guys, letting other guys leave who who probably deserved a you know a, a greater shot within this organization. It, it's all of that. You know, the talent on the team, and I've been saying this for a long time. It's not even close to being good enough. It's not even close to a playoff roster. Uh, defensively, you have some guys that are decent, and you've done a fairly admirable job building up that side. But you have woefully, woefully underperformed with the offense. 
whether it's giving them talent or giving them anything like that. And I don't think we can rely on Bill moving forward to have a 2006 into 2007 kind of light bulb moment where he has to go out and get guys because he knows Rishay Caldwell's not quite good enough and what they have is not quite good enough. But if I fear, I fear if he does have that light bulb moment and he knows he has to go out and get these certain guys, whether it be wide receivers, tight ends, whatever it is, offensive linemen, I don't think he's going to have that same type of opportunity like he had, you know, going into the 2007 season to go and get someone like Randy Moss. You're not going to be able to find a guy that's that depressed and that talented and be able to only give up a fourth round draft pick for that guy. So even if he does come to that realization that he needs to load up offensively, I don't think he's going to be able to pull it off. Let me just tell you the the last 10 years of first-round picks. And this isn't totally fair because sometimes they've traded out and they've made a good pick in the second round. But does that not kind of go towards the, you know, you traded down, you could have had some of these other guys. You got to look at some of those guys that fell behind where they were originally slotted to draft. 2013, no pick. Um, That was a trade down. I think that was Jamie Collins. So that was okay. But again, you traded down. You didn't, you know, it was no pick in the first round. Okay, so those are the facts. 2014, Dominique Easley. How'd that go? 2015, Malcolm Brown. 16-17, both no pick. I forget if one of those was stripped. One of them was a trade back. Isaiah Wynn in 2018. Sony Michelle in 2018. 2019, Nikhil Harry. 2020, no pick. 2021, Mac Jones. 2022, Cole Strange. And then we think Christian Gonzalez is a player, but we'll have to wait and see. Now he's hurt in his first year. That's not a great decade of first-round picks. You got to at least. Now, I'm not saying every team hits every time they make a first round pick. But if you have 10 years of first round picks, I don't know. Can you have two really good selections out of 10 years? I mean, you got to try to do something like, even if you're drafting late in the first round, you got to have some success in the draft. And it can't always be DeMario Douglas in the sixth round or Julian Edelman in the seventh round. That works. That's fine. But sometimes you got to hit when you're really trying to swing and hit for that good, you know, that top level talent. And we heard Julian Edelman this week on one of the, whatever, one of the podcasts or one, he was on a show. He's on Coward. Was it Coward? And he said, you know, he was talking about immediately when they bring in a guy, he was probably talking about Nikhil Harry. But he when was. They brought in a guy, you know, who was a big time draft, a first round wide receiver. He took two seconds to look at him, and he's like, this isn't a first-round talent. You could see it right away. Why can, why can Julian Edelman see something like that, but the coaching and the scouting department can't see that? You can't have those types of misses. It costs them Tom Brady, arguably, okay? And it's cost them going into the next generation of Patriots football. And that's, I think that's part of why this has been the biggest problem for Bill Belichick. And last thing, Kitch, I will give him credit. Because I do think, in a way, he understood that and realized that, i.e. the spending spree he went on in 2021. The problem was, he got a lot of it wrong, and then the guys that were here, he couldn't make work. So, at least, you know, he did get aggressive. He did kind of go out and try to get some help. But But he misidentified it, and he wasted a ton of money. So when you look at back what he did at that last time and you look now in the future and go, okay, they're going to have a lot of cap space. They're going to have a lot of money to spend. Do you trust him to spend the money? Last time, he did a poor job. One hit. One hit. Now, granted, you got a starting tight end out of it and Hunter Henry. That's fine. But 
he's probably wildly overpaid based on what his production is. One hit, I mean, Matthew fine. Judon. Let, let me ask you this real quick. Was Hunter, has Hunter Henry been better than Martellus Bennett was? No. No, not really. I mean, not really. And again, it's not exactly, you can't say it's the same thing with Tom Brady here. But no, not really. And if that's the big hit we're going to go back to, what am I supposed to think? That's nothing. That's a nothing right now. He had a couple of good red zone opportunities that he took advantage of his, his first year here. Big whoop. That's about as much as I can say. Nothing against Hunter Henry. But, I, you know, and I like he seems to be sort of a leader in that offense. He just is not enough. No. No. So I, I just I can't trust him to make the right decisions when it comes to personnel. It's too much of what makes Bill comfortable and not enough of what makes this team truly better. He thinks his comfort makes this team better, and it just doesn't. It doesn't. We're at that stage of his career, and we talked about this a couple of years ago with Karen Garigian, and she said, yeah, they're pretty much all yes-men. It's all about Bill being comfortable, whether it's with his you know, coaching personnel or the player personnel. I mean, I remember, I, I remember you saying, like you said, years ago, both of us saying it, the phrase, doing what's best for Bill, not what's best for the team. Yeah. I mean, we, it's at least two years since you and I have been throwing that phrasing around. And, and now it's coming home, and, you know, Mac Jones, look, I, I don't know. Like, did the Patriots ruin Mac Jones? Would you say that's an accurate statement? Or no. 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 I don't think he's that good. I, okay. I, like... No, I, I don't think they ruined Mac Jones. No. Okay. But I will say... They didn't do him any favors. They didn't get the best out of Mac Jones. There was more no. to get out of Mac Jones that they could not get out of him. Um, I can agree it, I, with that even though I think he stinks. Well, you, you think he's worse than I do. Um, yeah. See, the problem is you, get, you can't have... He is inconsistent. And maybe that's it's as simple as that. It's nice to have a good stretch or a good drive. You have one good drive and it looks good. But that doesn't mean he's going to be able to do that all the time he goes out there. And if you can't do it all the time, well, then you're not that good. You're inconsistent. Yeah. You know, I could go out there and make three pars in a row and one birdie. But if the rest of my holes are eights and nines, how good am I? You know, it's nice you had a couple of holes there, a good stretch. You need to do it consistently. He hasn't done it consistently. Now, I, I do think he's lost now. I mean... Oh, I, I think he's a lost cause now. I, yeah. I don't think there's any coming back from him. You know, he, he's Colt McCoy. That's what he is. He's, he's a future backup that, you know, will be a somewhat valued backup. Yeah. But, you know, a after this run, he'll be lucky to start 10 more games in the NFL. I agree with that. I think his best chance, um, you know, was to prop him up right when he got into the NFL, and they didn't do that. They had to do what they did in Philly. They had to do what they did in San Francisco. They had to do what they did with Tua. Um, and it was rocky for Tua a little bit, too. But they immediately they got the benefit of a new coach coming in. And maybe maybe that's it, Kitch. And I don't think any of us want to want to um, investigate this possibility at this point. But I would say that is on the table. On the table if somebody is generous enough to give Mac Jones another chance or if I don't know if Bill Belichick leaves and they bring in a new coach and they're going to keep Mac for one more year, whatever the contract uh, before they get rid of him or whatever. If you come in and say, all right, Mac, I, I thought I didn't know if Mike McDaniel was going to get rid of Tua, but he came in and threw his full support behind Tua. Mm -hmm. he got on the phone with him and it was all, you know, flowers and rainbows. 
if so, you came in yeah go ahead. Gave, gave him all the help he needs maybe you could get a rebirth and it could work i just think they're too far gone at this point and that's it's just asking too much if you're Mac Jones. I don't think you're ever going to find somebody that will support you that well at this point. No. Uh, you know, he's got to go, and I think Bill's got to go. Strip it down. Start over. Because you need to rebuild basically this entire offense. You know, some of the offensive linemen that you might still like, Trent Brown's still, you know, he's still capable of playing really well. Sometimes he plays great. Other times he just disappears. But he's getting older. David Andrews isn't what he was a couple of years ago. He's getting older. The only one of those guys that's that's young and that you think might be able to be around for another six years is Michael Mwenu, who he's clearly taken a step back or two. You know you're going to need to rebuild the entire wide receiver core. You're going to need to figure out running back because you're probably not going to pay Ramondre Stevenson when he comes up anyway. Hunter Henry, Gasicki's not going to be here long-term. Hunter Henry, I don't think he's going to be here long-term either. You need to rebuild the entire offense. You have a couple of pieces defensively that are young that you feel like can be here for another six, seven, eight, nine years. So you're okay there. You're going to have to replace Judon, but between Keon White and Christian Gonzalez and Duggar, a couple of those guys there you'll feel comfortable about for the next five, six, seven, eight years. I, I don't trust Bill to rebuild the rest of it. The, the, and that's, I think you just said it right there. You just said it right. If there's any other thing that needs to be highlighted about this situation, we know that he's sort of lost his way. We know that it doesn't look good right now. Maybe he's lost the locker room. Maybe he screwed up match or whatever it is. The bottom line is, and it's a brutal fact in reality, you need to rebuild the entire offense. And Bill Belichick has not proven that he is capable of doing that, especially not at this stage of his career. He can't rebuild an entire offense. You don't want Bill Belichick to be the guy to rebuild an entire offense. You need weapons. You need linemen. You need a quarterback. You need an offense. Bill Belichick shouldn't be that guy to do that. Let's go to Dan and Cranston and see what Dan has to say. Hey, Dan, good morning. Am I on? Yep. Yeah, what's on. going on, Danny? Good morning. Uh, one thing real quick in defense of Mac Jones, or really any quarterback for that matter. Um, look, even Tom Brady last year, right? He didn't have two things, an offensive line or a running game. Mm-hmm. And he still had good weapons. They were what, eight and nine. And, you know, he was getting killed. Yep. Threw the ball like 45, 50 times every game. It just doesn't work. And even Mahomes, a couple of years ago, when they lost to Tom in the Super Bowl, he had no offensive line. Remember, he was running around for his life pretty yep. much the whole game. Yep. That was the difference you know, in the game. It, yeah, I mean, the Super Bowl. I mean, yeah, it was just – and then what they do, they signed Joe Tooney. They signed a couple of tackles, and, you know, everything was great after that. But they I don't drafted, care. Um, if, the center well, – I forget his name, but he's real good. Yeah, but you see, my point is, like, even the best, you know, are going to get exposed if they don't have – you just can't throw the ball – 50 times every game and win. You just can't. It just doesn't work that way. And you got to have some type of protection. You need to have time to throw it to people. And the Patriots aren't the only team in this predicament. There's a lot of them. Um, but like I said, I, I agree. You guys already know where I stand. Let's lose every game and let's just assume they're in that spot. I don't, I can't believe 
that anybody in their right mind would want a 72-year-old guy who basically has just he's run the Patriots into the ground. He single-handedly has run the Patriots into the ground. And if I'm a G, if I'm an owner of another team, would you really want give give him complete control of your franchise as a 72-year-old coach? No, I, I wouldn't not. I wouldn't give him complete control of the franchise. No. So see, but that's where the whole rub is with Belichick moving forward. Is is he going to be willing to accept that no one's going to give him a thing to run the whole operation? Now, let's just say he went to uh, uh, the Chargers, sure. right? They got a, they got a lot of good pieces in there, but do, I do you really think that he would turn them around and make? I, I know Brandon Staley stinks, but do you really think that like he could turn them into like a Super Bowl team? at this point of his career? Because I don't. So it, it would depend on where you think um, the quarter, Justin Herbert is in, in terms of his progression into NFL superstardom. If you really believe in not just his game, but the culture that that guy creates in his leadership, then maybe, maybe it'd be worth it as long as Bill didn't have control over the, you know, getting the shopping for the groceries. If that, if you really believe in the quarterback, I think Bill could do it. Without the quarterback, you need an elite quarterback. Without that, he's not going to be able to do it. Uh, and as far as here goes, I, I, I'm sure Gerard Mayo, and I know it works with D'Amico Ryan's, uh, the Campbell in Detroit. There's some defensive coaches that have done pretty well, but my, my biggest problem is, is that if you're going to, stri- and when I mean strip it down, I mean strip it down everything like to the bone, the whole culture needs to change. So if you're going to be in a position to basically get the, the one of the best, well, actually the most valuable thing in sports is a, is a quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. In sports. Yeah. Now, yeah. If you get a chance yeah. to get a Caleb Williams or Mayo, wherever, if they get that bad, I, I don't want Gerard Mayo because I don't want them to sign an offensive guy who's going to be around for two years and then gets another job. He needs to be married to the hip with a person who is one of these young offensive minds. That's the only way in my mind it's ever going to work. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and then you can, and you have tons of money to build around him very quickly. And you're right. There are some pieces on defense, but you know, getting, getting a, one of those high draft picks and then a, at least get the, the seed of the quarterback. You can plant a lot of another seeds around him very quickly and turn this thing not around tomorrow, but certainly get a foundation, and we can actually be excited about talking about something again than this baloney right now. Thanks for the call, Dan. Um, and speaking of, listen, I'm all for what the Lions are doing. I, I like the Lions, that they're good. Now, let's be careful throwing out Dan Campbell's name and what a wild success he's been. Well, I mean, he's an offensive guy. He was a tight end. He's a tight end's oh, okay. coach. Like, he was an offensive guy. Well, it's just because he's a, he's a, a, you know, he's a fiery, headbutt-you type of guy. I think maybe that's why people – almost equate him to defense but he they haven't had that much success you know they've been bad for the most part now they're coming up a little bit and good for them but I think just to reiterate the point there are a myriad of reasons why you could argue it's time for the Patriots to move on maybe you just need a new voice and that's a thing in sports sometimes maybe sometimes you know Claude Julian or or John Farrell you just need a new voice I think that's in play with this Patriots team Okay, I think there's a reason they've gotten this bad because Bill Belichick has made tons of mistakes that have led them to this point. He can't accumulate the, the proper amount of talent or the right talent. That's another thing. But just the, whole, the biggest thing, 
if you want one reason, even though there are many, the Patriots need a completely new offense. And I don't think based on 20-plus years and a track record of drafting the entire time, Bill Belichick is capable of turning around the entire offense, not at this stage of his career. That right there, forget about everything else, how they're playing right now and how far they've fallen and some of the things that happened last year with the coordinators and the coaching disaster. Forget about all those things. It's just he can't build an offense from scratch anymore. He can't be the one to turn it around. I don't want him to do that, and I don't want him in charge of that. That right there is a reason to move on, aside from the fact that, hey, maybe they just need a new voice and they need a different direction after 20-plus years. All right. Um, more to get to on this. And if there's anything positive here to look towards as we go forward with the Raiders and then a difficult stretch again of the schedule – after that, 401-777-1037 is the phone number. This is the Martin Kitchen Show. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 